Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for All right, welcome to Talking Giants player profiles and projections. We got two guys on the line. On the line, not online, but they are on the line. We got Will Hernandez and Marcus Golden. I love talking about these guys, Danny. They most people like to talk about the wide receivers and their stats, and no doubt I do like talking about these guys, but I get really nerdy with these O-line D-line. I feel like I have the best like scouting points instead of just being like well his stats and and this and what we expect i just get really nerdy like i have more bullet points for o-lineman and d-line than any other position because you played off as a lineman these are like your boys even though like you don't know them personally you feel like you know them because you've done the same thing with them you've done that same position so i mean no the offensive line are fun to talk about while i, I don't know what it takes to be an offensive lineman they're such a key part of this team and without offensive linemen your team's not good look at the giants we haven't had our past offensive lines they sucked our team sucked that's how it goes nowadays you gotta have a good offensive line to succeed yeah and i'm excited about these guys so you know before we get into it we'll we'll start will hernandez but uh my name is bobby skinner um you can follow me we haven't done the our handles lately I'm at Bobby Skinner NFL here with Danny King at Danny King NFL. We put the NFL at the end to make ourselves seem more important than really what we really are. By the way, Danny, you see I changed my profile picture. I changed it to now that I have the short hair. And I had a, I had a, a wedding on Saturday. My buddy Zach, um, I had a tie on. I was like, this is going to make people think I'm a lot more serious and important than I really am. And I think it might have worked. I got a little follow boost over the weekend. Well, I, I did see that you did change your profile picture. I mean, because pe- before my profile picture is literally just the Giants logo. And so someone said, all right, put, put a real photo since you got like more people now than just like 42 people following you. So I chose this very dramatic photo of me in the DR looking out into the distance with a drink in my hand. What were and, you drinking, Danny? Water. Nothing special. Okay. Just, okay, just water. Better be, buddy. Better not yeah. be incriminating yourself on this. I podcast, incriminate myself. I inc- no, but uh, yeah, but I remember. See, you got to forget. People don't realize that you're a raging alcoholic. I am. I drank alcohol like crazy. I was in the dr. I was having like forty shots a day. No, but who? Who'd you get the? I remember you asked uh, for a recommendation on your clothes. What did you finally choose out? Because I remember Zach was joking with you. Oh, I ended up going with the light blue. Well, I put out a tweet, and it was kind of like a first. Uh, tweet and i know people are gonna be mad that we're not talking about the guys but i was like what color goes with gray pants and uh, brown shoes because that's what i have from the last wedding i went to but i had a white shirt in the last wedding and it's just really not flattering for me so i said okay ladies and maybe like two women responded and then like 10 dudes and i was like all right whatever i I went with light blue it was the easy one and it was like the cheapest shirt at kohl's so it it ended up working out I, i think i looked pretty fly 
Oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So that's our pregame talk before we talk about Will Hernandez. But I'm doing yeah, good. Let, let's good. talk about another guy who doesn't look great in a white dress shirt. Will Hernandez. <laughs> Drafted in the second round last year, 2018. So Dave Gettleman's second pick on uh, this New York Giants team after Saquon Barkley out of UTEP. He's 6'3", 260. Thrown into the starting lineup right away. Or sorry, 6'2", 327. I was looking at Marcus Golden's. Uh, height and weight. I, I, that came out right, like 260? 6'2", 327, literally the opposite. Uh, he's 23, but he'll be 24 when the season starts. And this guy was like a slam dunk pick for Gettleman. He was going, like, when we picked him, we knew he'd start from day one. One, because of the lack of uh, guards that we had last year. But just, he's like a beast. A lot of people thought he'd go in the first round. And he's a guy I'm really excited about. He improved a lot as the season went along last year and i expect big things out of him danny no yeah uh, he i'm gonna say it again we've said it before the 27 2018 draft class was such a good draft class so many quality stars came out of that i remember i was in avengers the first movie i was sitting there i couldn't watch the second round of the draft and so then i got a text from a, a, my mom and she was like yo the giants drafted will hernandez and i was like my first reaction was oh who i don't know who he was but then once you saw him out there he was an impressive guy he he, yeah, he should have been a first-round draft pick. That's what I'm saying. But luckily, he slipped to us in the second round. Lucky for us. And a funny story was Saquon, uh, after he got drafted, he looked at the Giants guys, and he, he like looked at them and said, so Will Hernandez next? As like a little like smirk after that. And came true. He, arguably, yeah, top. Such a good draft class 2018 was. I keep saying that, but it's such a good class. Yeah, and he just looks like a guy who's meant to play guard. Um, now, he struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season. And I think, like, people kind of gave him the blame for Nate Solder's struggles in the beginning of the season last year, where I didn't agree with that. Um, in fact, Dave Gettleman even said that, and I just didn't agree with that. I think Will Hernandez wasn't as bad as people made him out to be. He had some mistakes, but I thought he was pretty dang good for a rookie. And then in the second half of the season, he improved a lot, um, just being a little more mentally sharp. And when you're an aggressive guy like Hernandez and you get thrown into a starting role week one, like it takes time to get into that. Like being aggressive has a lot to do with confidence. So once his confidence got built in, he was a lot more aggressive, more confident in mauling guys, and that's who he was. And and I like I said, I don't think I think he got more of the blame than he should have for Nate Solder's struggles. I think Solder's struggles were were more so on Solder. But like I said, he's he's really good as a mauler. Uh, his double teams are great. When you see him double with Solder or Lapio or or Pulley, whoever was the center at him. The times of last year, he does a great job of get, of scrape of you know doubling and then getting to the linebacker really well. He's really composed getting downfield um, and on screen plays. Like he's just a guy. He's an athlete. He's like a three hundred twenty five pound athlete who can get down the field and and not just whiff on guys. And I, I'm extremely excited about him. No, yeah. While off of the lineman, they do need time to build chemistry. Nate Soldier's been in this league long enough where he. His struggles, yes, it's a rookie Will Hernandez, but Nate Solder is good enough that he can rely on himself every once in a while. And yes, he did struggle, but once Will Hernandez finally settled down, yes, Nate Solder did settle down along with him. But that that their chemistry is really good. They're the only two off of the linemen who have played every single snap last season on that offensive line with all the changes that went through. And this offseason, Will Hernandez and John Jalapio, they've been training together. They, they've been looking like two goons out there. They are buff. They are ripped. I wouldn't want – if I saw those two in the street, I wouldn't want to mess with them because they are two scary guys. 
But Will Hernandez, I'm agreeing with you. He, they're so good at creating double teams, him and Solder. Just the chemistry, chemistry is such an important aspect to the offensive line. If you don't have good chemistry, then it doesn't go well. Just look at Eric Flowers and Patrick Amani. They did not have chemistry, and the right side sucked. And so once Chad Wheeler and Jamon Brown came in, they developed a decent chemistry to be a capable two duo over there. So the chemistry is such an important aspect to an offensive line, and Solder Hernandez have that. And now Jalapio and Hernandez training all offseason, they developed that as well. So it'll just only help the whole team as a whole going forward this year. Yeah, and chemistry is huge, especially for a guard, because a lot of times in pass pro, and he was good in pass pro, and and let me get off on a side tangent. I you know, I, I went and watched back like five of his games, and I'm like, okay, let me watch the, t- the Titans game where we got shut out. I want to see, did he struggle in that game? And he was good. He was the best offensive lineman on the team that game. He played really good. I think uh, he had one missed block in that whole game. So I was like, okay, like let's see if he had some rookie struggles in a game where we got shut out, and he didn't. But, yeah, like you, like you said, chemistry is so important for a guard because especially on pass pro when they're rushing four, you got to know who to help. Are you going to help that tackle? you going to help that center? So it's like – you have to have a great mix of patience and aggressiveness and knowing, you know, who, what guy's getting beat. I mean, it's just a lot of communication. I think Hernandez does that as good as anybody. No, yeah. Hernandez is such a good communicator. That was something he strived on. He, his communication is very well and improved this group as a whole. Uh, I also look back at his combine, the 37 bench press. Well, yes, it's an offensive line. You expect to do that much. Will Hernandez was a beast on the bench press. That's and, still a lot. That's like top of the combine, though. Yeah, that was top of the combine. So you expect a, a guy of Will Hernandez's strength to be able to do that. But still, 37 is still a very impressive number. He, he's just such a guy that, once again, the fact that he slipped to the second was such a, a blessing for the Giants. Luckily, the Browns didn't draft him at one of them at 34. Giants took him right away, no hesitation. He was the guy, and he's a guy you could build around on that offensive line. So he, he's a centerpiece for this offensive line for years to come. Depending on what happens with Nate Solder, he'll still be here for a few years since he got a, a nice contract. John Jalapio, he's still a mystery at this point. But Will Hernandez is a guy you build around. You got the one of the best guard, right guards in the league in Kevin Zeidler. You got an up-and-coming guard in Will Hernandez. So this offensive line is in such capable hands. And for the first time in years, I'm not worried about an offensive line going into the season. Yeah, and that, that really, like, you know, even like coming off that playoff year, like a lot of people were high on the Giants. They were getting like number two and and power rankings behind the Patriots. But I think all of us were like, yes, this team has a lot of talent, but this offensive line is a huge question mark. Um, and like you said, it's confident. In fact, you just mentioned that the Browns m- didn't pick Kevin Zeitler at 33. And just to think that the Browns could have had Kevin Zeitler and Will Hernandez, but now the Giants do. And I'll go out on a limb and I and I know this isn't Kevin Seidler's pro player profile preview. I think we'll have the best guard combo in the NFL. I mean, maybe now I don't know every guard combo in the NFL, but I'm really confident that these two guys are going to be beasts. I think, I think Hernandez gets into the pro bowl this year. I think he has a, a guard name that will pop because it's a lot of play, you know, um, a lot of, of a popularity contest. I think giants fans will vote for him. And the fact that he's just going to be a beast this year, I think they are going to be, like the best guard combo and Zeitler wall at 29. If the giants get a super bowl in this next five years, which I, I completely see happening. I believe, you know, I'm not, I'm not predicting a super bowl. What, what I'm saying is this team, I will be hundred percent capable of winning a super bowl in the next five years. I really think those two have the capability to go down as like giants immortals. The same way we look at guys like Rich Soybert and Chris knee. No, yeah, I agree with you. Th- this guard combo 
as you said, we don't know every single guard combination inside the whole NFL, but they're up there with one of the best easily. And as come you said, at us with that. Come see, like come out seriously. Uh, if listen and reply to the episode tweet or just tweet at us and say, well, what about this guard combo? Because I, I would like to see, I'd like to see it like you know mashed up against everybody else. And maybe I should just not be lazy and do my own research, but do my research for me is what I'm saying. No, but I agree with you. Kevin Zeidler is with the Giants until 2022. That's when his contract expires. So they still have him for this year and then 2020, 2021. So they got two years with him. Will Hernandez is still on his rookie deal. So the time frame for the Giants, I believe Kevin Zeidler, he's getting up there in age. He'll be 32 in 2022. He, he, I think he wants to settle down, get his family settled down. And I feel like this is a great spot to do it. He's in New Jersey. Now, some people call New Jersey the armpit of the United States, but still some parts of New Jersey. The birthplace of the greatest podcast host in the world. I'm just Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, once Daniel Jones comes in, like that's when, because we all believe Daniel Jones is coming in next season. Obviously, Eli Manning could be extended for the next 20 years. We don't know what's going to happen there, but this team is in such a position for success. You got Will Hernandez, young guard, upcoming, best right guard in the league, quality left tackle, stars running back. There's so much hope for this team. And yes, this season, we, we lost Golden Tate to a four-game suspension, which standard. Corey Coleman tore his ACL. There's some down parts, but if you look at it, if you take a step back and look at this team, this team has all the success to be a playoff team. Yes, this this not Especially so on offense. I think de- offense, you know, yeah. defense. Yeah, on offense, like it has all the pieces, the biggest qu- the biggest question is the quarterback position. It really is. And and that's even if you are an Eli like Stan and one of the people that like defend him to the end, like I, I, I think you have to admit that the biggest question mark is a QB position. No, yeah. And this is almost feels like a twenty sixteen type season, but the roles are reversed. The defense of twenty sixteen was amazing. The offense of twenty sixteen sucked. It, I could totally see the roles being reversed. And there's the thing that this team doesn't have is that spotlight shining down on them. With Odell, he brought so much attention to them, and it kind of, this team couldn't really handle that much attention. But with him gone, they they've been able to be their own thing, not worry about the national media tracking them like crazy. So, well, we're, this was not about Will Hernandez right there, but still, Will Hernandez. I got such a tangent right there. I completely <laughs> just realized that. But no, back to Will Hernandez. He is part of this team's long-term future. Saquon and him are going to be a duo to be dealt with because he can get this wrong game going like crazy. I'll send it to you. I just went on a huge tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. That's what happens when you talk about offensive linemen because they're just the pulse of the team. All right, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll move on to Marcus Golden. Come on. Pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, Marcus Golden, we just brought him over from Arizona. Another James Betcher guy. The the New York the New York Cardinals is what some people have called this defense. Um, and he was there with Betcher in his prime. So Golden, 6'2", 327 pounds. Sorry, I keep on looking at the other guy's freaking numbers. Uh, he's 6'3", 260 pounds, <laughs> 28 years old, uh, second-round pick out of Missouri by, from the Cardinals in 2015. This guy dominated in the 16 with the Cardinals under James Betcher. Then he tore his ACL in 17. Last year was kind of a wall. Like last year in 2018 when he played in 11 games wasn't great. But I don't think the Giants are expecting him to be the starting guy and a guy that's just – I don't don't think they expect him to be 2016 Marcus Golden. One, because of 
you know, the, you know, it's coming, you know, that ACL like changes a lot of things, but I also think just that, I don't think he, I don't think those numbers really correctly portray him. I don't think that like, if he didn't tear that ACL, he'd have those numbers consistently. Um, but I do expect him to get, you know, around 50 to 60% of those like edge reps between him and Kareem Martin, you know, or, or, you know, Lorenzo Carter is going to get the number one edge reps. And I see, I see him probably, well, let me ask you this. Who do you see getting the lead for those other edge reps, him or Kareem Martin? I think I'd slightly go with Golden. I would go with Golden as well. I feel like as much as James Betcher likes Kareem Martin, and that's why he's here, Golden, he's more of that, he has that better taste in his mouth with Golden, and he he's the wild card. As I said in yesterday's show, the Giants aren't going to show their hand with him. They're going to unleash him at, in week one, and either he's going to be really good, be 2016 Golden, or be 2017, well, not 2017, that's unfair for him, a 2018 Golden. Uh, so I say Golden has the edge over Kareem Martin. Yeah, let, let's, let me go through some of the numbers. So 2016, which was the second year he played in all 16 games, had 12 and a half sacks, 51 tackles, 16 tackles for a loss, and 22 QB hits, which is really impressive, and four force fumbled, which was which is really nice. 2017, he tears the ACL in, in the fourth game. He ends up with 11 tackles, no sacks, one tackle for a loss, four QB hits. And then last year, coming back from the ACL, he played in 11 games. He had two and a half sacks, 30 tackles, five tackles for a loss, and six QB hits. So everything, like, on a percentage-wise went down. Tackles was pretty similar. But everything else went down uh, pretty drastically. Here's who I think he is. I think he's a guy who's going to dominate tight ends and running backs and undisciplined tackles. I think he relies on his speed. Like, he's he doesn't really have a pass rush move. Like, I don't see him, like, outthinking a tackle ever. I think when he can just get to the edge and go and use his hands, I think that's where he's the best, Danny. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. And back to his stats, like 2015, it was a, just a year for his rookie year. It's fine. But then 2016, it shot up. And then it's like one of those graphs. It's like it's going up, you believe it's gone, but then it just comes crashing down because of the injury and ACL injury. So, But I agree with you. If he's up against tight ends, running backs, or an undisciplined tackle, he's going to take advantage. That's why, just an example here, I'm not sure how Washington's going to use Eric Flowers, but since Trent Williams not going to be there, most likely, let's say they move Flowers out to left tackle, you you 100% put Golden on him, and Golden will have a field day. Exactly, yeah. Danny. They, yeah. He will yeah. dominate guys that suck. Like, he really will. I just think he'll struggle a guy about, about against guys who are more like above average tackles. And I think Lorenzo Carter is going to be his best friend. I really do. I think if Lorenzo Carter has a great year and he's like the focal point of an offense's game plan blocking wise, then I think that's uh, Golden's best friend. And obviously the interior guys with Dexter Lawrence and, and BJ Hill matter a lot too. But I think if Lorenzo Carter is drawing running back chips and tight end chips, I think that's what will be Marcus Golden's best friend this season. That's the thing I agree with you right there. He he can't be that main guy. He needs someone to distract to distract other teams from him. And Lorenzo Carter, I can 100%. I am so high on Lorenzo Carter. I'm on, I am on do or die with Lorenzo Carter. And if he has a dominant year, teams are going to have the game plan for him, and then they're going to forget about Marcus Golden. And plus, Marcus Golden is playing with a chip on his shoulder. This is really a proven year for him. He didn't show it last season coming off the ACL injury. So this is a huge opportunity for him in New York, a big town, a big spotlight on 
that if he, he can easily earn himself an even bigger contract next year and you just got to go out there and dominate but I was, if you he for example if you want up against a guy like Nate Solder he's not going to do well but if you want up a guy like Eric Flowers he'll dominate that's how it will be yeah and and even like you know people that are better than Flowers but he had the benefit of having Chandler Jones on the other side of him and that helped him out a lot um, like you said I, I just think good tackles will take advantage of him I think if you I think if a tackle has his hands up and doesn't get lazy with his hands or in his kick slide, I think he'll dominate Golden all day. I really do. Um, but when a, a tackle isn't as as technical and can be a little lazy in the slides, that's when Marcus Golden will make his money. Uh, in the run game, he's all right. Like I say he's average at best. I don't see him being too much of a playmaker in the run game. But in the pass game, he can be a weapon. Um, and when, especially when you're telling him, like, just go get the QB. That's when he's at his best. Uh, when it's second and four, I think that's when they're going to have Kareem Martin uh, in for those kind of reps. But, yeah, like you said, man, I think Lorenzo Carter is going to be his best friend. I'm not expecting Lorenzo Carter to be a Chandler Jones, but Lorenzo Carter pulling more of, you know, blocking schemes game plan will help him out a whole lot. And then also not, not having him being this every down edge guy. Uh, and I think I don't see him ever being in, in the 3-4 base set, but he'll obviously be used more in nickel. But, yeah, I, I don't know what to exactly expect numbers-wise. Um, I'd say a successful season would be six sacks and, you know, 12 to 15 QB uh, hits. What about you, Danny? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I'm sorry, messed up my words there. I agree with 100%. Uh, for him to be successful for me, once again, 12 and a half sacks, that was just one year. If he can get at least, in my opinion – F- five sacks, five and a half sacks, yeah, like even six, it's, it's successful to me. Tackles, just be the same as like 2018, 20, uh, 2016, successful. J- just pressure. Just He needs to get pressure when he's in there, get the sacks when he's able to, and just tackle. If he could do that, I'll consider the Marcus Gold a sign of success. The thing I like about this, if it doesn't work out for the Giants, then oh well. It was just, uh, you could write it down in like the loss column because it's nothing brutal. If you got guys behind him that could take over, like a Kareem Martin, and you got Lorenzo Carr on the other side. So if it doesn't O'Shane work out, is, O'Shane, O'Shane Zimenez. Zimenez, another thing. Like, if O'Shane Zimenez comes in and can be good, and that first preseason game he wasn't, he showed that he wasn't really ready. I'm not even just talking about the the touchdown uh, that he kind of gave up. I don't really want to beat him on that. But just overall, he just he wasn't ready yet. But if O'Shane Zimenez is ready week seven, that will they'll they'll 100 pin him over uh, Golden for those reps. Yeah, that's the thing. This isn't a uh, like if he sucks, then it like blows the whole defense. He's brought in to if have a if he can have a twenty sixteen year, that's why he was brought in. If it doesn't work out, you got Oshin Ximenez behind him, throw him in there. So it, in my opinion, this is not a brutal loss for the Giants if he sucks. And we know James Betcher is going to run a lot of blitz and zone blitzes and bringing down safeties and linebackers. I think Golden has to be on the field for that because that's when he could get one on ones. That's when he can just kind of go all out, use his motor, because his motor is really his strength. Um, he doesn't really have any pass rush moves. He His go-to is just trying to dump a tackle's hands down. So when you're running those kind of plays, I feel like that's when Golden has to be in. When it's when you're just rushing four and playing cover two, I think that's where he'll he will struggle. But yeah, like when they're running those zone, when you're running blitzes and all these these crazy schemes, that's where Golden I think can thrive. And you can. He's not a guy you can really drop back in the coverage, but I'm more comfortable dropping him back in the coverage than I would a Kareem Martin. 
Yeah, Kareem Martin. Kareem Martin isn't that impressive. Let's be, let's be honest here. So <laughs> he did have a nice smack on Trevor Simeon. He did have a nice smack on Trevor Simeon, but that's the thing. It was Trevor Simeon. If it was Sam Darnold, then I would be praising him like crazy. But no, it's, it's just yeah. He, he's there. If he's success, it's good for the Giants. If he sucks, he just, you just write it off as a loss. That's all it is. That's why Mark Scolded's here. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, so that's a show. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying this. We're going to come back with a regular show to preview Friday's game against the Bears. The Bears. I I, I want to get like hyped for the Bears because I have a lot of friends with the Bears, but we got them in the regular season, so I don't have to play into that. So really hope you guys are enjoying this, and we will see you tomorrow. If you're missing the player profile projections, these are perfect for binging. you got nothing to listen to, just just roll out some player profile projections. You'll be the smartest guy in your office. So until tomorrow, folks. Let's go big you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm new that's anchor.fm new to get started